With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. A house is made of wood and stone, but only love can make a home. Welcome to the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, helping you make your home into one you'll love even more. Here are your hosts, Dan Hansen and Betsy Thompson on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. Thanks for joining us this Saturday morning. I'm Dan Hansen. And I'm Betsy Thompson. And we've got some very cool stuff in store for you today. We're going to talk about sunken concrete slabs. And that's exciting because a lot of people have them in their driveways. I have them and I don't deal with them very well. Yeah, most people don't. So lucky for us, Andy Van Dyke from VDC or Van Dyke Concrete is going to be in the studio and he's got the solution for your sunken slab. And it's way cheaper than I would have thought. I know. I'm hung up on he's got the solution for my sunken slab. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I need to know. I just want to find out what that exactly means. Exactly. Spring is here and it's time to put the snowblower away. Right. We're going to talk about the steps that you need to take to make sure that it starts easily later this fall. Yes, because it will be fall. (laughs) When the snow starts flying. That's coming up in a few minutes. And how many times have you driven past the house and you've thought, oh my goodness, that's my dream house. I want to live there. And really, it's just down to the curb appeal of that house. And just the work they put into the outside. Right. And what a lot of people don't realize is it's so easy to get that dream house look on your own house. And we're going to tell you all about how to do that in about 15 minutes. But before we get to that, and speaking about curb appeal, Mm -hmm. you know, what really is going to do more to change the look and feel of your home than changing the color of the siding, the the whole exterior of your home. Right. We're going to be in the studio with Kevin Herman from Benjamin Moore, and he's going to talk about painting vinyl siding. We're just going to go over the ins and outs, how you do it, and what products you need to use. Now, Kevin is our territory rep Mm -hmm. at RepcoLite, and he's been working for Benjamin Moore for 26 years. That doesn't mean we've known him for 26 years. (laughs) Betsy's barely been alive for 26 years. Why, thank you. But Kevin's got tons of product knowledge. We're excited to have him in the studio with us. Kevin, thanks for being here. Good morning. Thanks for having me in. Now, today, we want to talk about vinyl siding. All right. And the thing with vinyl siding is that, you uh-huh. know, it starts to fade. You know, the whole idea yeah. behind it was that it's going to last forever. You know, you put it up. Nothing lasts forever. Nothing lasts forever. It will fade. It'll start to look bad. Sometimes the colors just become something that we don't want to see anymore. You know, after a few years, we're tired of that. Or hopefully it's not just a few, but you know <laughs> Faded beige, faded gray is what we normally see. Yeah. Exactly. Now, to replace your vinyl siding, though, it's about ten to fifteen thousand dollars. Oh my gosh! For that an is average not house, not cheap. That's not cheap, and that's not removing the old. That's just putting up new. Well, well they have to remove the old, so there's right. another expense. But yes, that's just the price of the product and the new. So we deal with paint. So of course, there's got to be a solution that's cheaper than that. And there is. certainly is. Yep. So painting vinyl siding is a really it's a great project, a huge money saving project. Completely changed the the look and feel of the exterior of your home for very little money, really. And so many people don't know that you can paint vinyl siding. They think they've been told previously, oh, you can't paint it for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. So By vinyl siding manufacturers. Exactly. (laughs) Ding, ding, ding. (laughs) So generally the rule of thumb is that any good 
exterior acrylic latex is great for the job. Kevin, we've got you here. We might as well tap into your vast knowledge. Oh, my gosh. Is that so? Uh, you, you know, we have been painting vinyl, uh, well, since before I started with Benchmore in 1991, and then since then. And uh, vinyl is a, a, a surface that can be painted. There's some things that you have to be careful of. Uh, one is you need to make sure that you have uh, a coating that adheres. It has to have adhesion, and it has to remain flexible because vinyl siding moves quite a bit. Mm -hmm. And then also you have to be careful, uh, especially in the past, with what colors you are going with because if you put the wrong color over vinyl, you can actually cause it to warp because it's absorbing heat from the sun. And it'll actually cause it to sag, and and then basically it's worthless. Now, we're going to get to that in a minute, but the point you're making right now is that we need the right product. What is the right product? Well, the right product, uh, Benjamin Moore introduced a product called Revive a couple of years ago now. And Revive is, is special in that it's a modified acrylic. It has uh, something we term as vinyl lock technology. It accelerates how quickly it, it, it adheres to vinyl siding. I can attest to that because when you first introduced Revive, I had a contractor who said, yeah, I'll try it on this house. And the guy said that within just a couple of hours, they couldn't scrape it off. Mm -hmm. They were absolutely blown away that the paint stuck so well. You're listening to the Repcolite Home Improvement Show, and we're in the studio with Kevin Herman from Benjamin Moore, and we're talking about painting vinyl siding. It's something not all of us are aware that we mm -hmm. can do, and as we're talking about it, we're trying to point out that there are specific products. There's a, a wide range of products that will work, but there mm -hmm. are certain products out there like Benjamin Moore's Revive that are going to excel at the at the the project. Yeah, it, it, it's really formulated to... Uh, adhere and stick and work on vinyl siding. It's not a product that we're using on a variety of different substrates that we're also making work for vinyl. This is made to be applied to vinyl. Specifically for now, vinyl. Now, this goes straight to vinyl, no primer needed, nope. even if it's old, chalky vinyl. Well, we always have to make sure that we have proper preparation. Okay. So if we have old, chalky vinyl, uh, we need to make sure that it's clean, that we kill any mildew that may be a... Uh, 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 involved mm -hmm. and uh, that we remove any chalk that might be on the surface. The chalk is is vinyl that's actually disintegrating and it doesn't have good adhesion. If we paint over the top of that, then we don't have adhesion with our product. So just clean it, kill mildew, and um, then we can go right over the top. We don't need a primer. So Revive has this vinyl lock technology. It makes mm -hmm. it stick. That's not the only thing that makes this unique. And I think yeah. that's where I want to get back to the warped siding that we talked about earlier. Yep. Revive comes in a number of vinyl safe colors. I looked it up and there's over 300 vinyl safe colors. Why don't yeah. you talk about that a little bit because yeah. that's so important. So so what we used to tell people in the past, if they were using a product that we'd put on wood and masonry and everything else, and now we're putting it on vinyl, is we, want, we tried to restrict them to either using the same color that they had before mm -hmm. um, or... Very close, maybe a shade or so darker, but not too much different. And the reason for that was if you go too dark or you, if you did in the past, if you use too dark of a color, the uh, the color would actually absorb sunlight, heat up, and it would heat up the vinyl siding and it would cause it to fail. It would sag. So it's fairly dramatic. So the, the 
Uh, and the then revol- you end up re- reciting your house on top of it. So now you've painted it, <laughs> <laughs> and you still have to recite it. Yeah, it was that uh, really blows. Customers weren't really excited in a good no. way when Nobody that would happen. That. So, so we restricted the color. We recommended that they. Uh, stick very close to the the color that was on there previously. Um, but with the Revive, we actually have, like you mentioned, several hundred colors, and there's an h- incredible range, everything from light to very dark colors. Um, and most of the color family is involved where we can use those colors. We don't have to use, worry about any sort of issues with uh, heat or uh, sagging or or ruining their siding. So what is it that makes it? So that they can use these colors. Is it a big secret? Are you not allowed uh, to tell? It's kind of a big secret. I, I publish Good until heavens, Kevin. Oh, All right, are. here it is. Uh, we eliminate black as a pigment uh, used to make those colors. So we're making, replacing the black pigment with other a combination of other colorants, so that it does not absorb the heat, and we still get a wide range of colors to select from. So when people choose gray. There's no black in it. No black. It's a combination of other That's colors. That's astounding. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a big secret. Now, this is really important because what, what we said in the past is that you can't go darker mm-hmm. than what you've got. But what you're saying right now, I just want to be clear for everybody listening, they can with these vinyl safe colors in Revive. Yep, yep. You can, if you've got a lighter color siding and you really wanted something charcoal gray, when I know there are charcoal grays in your vinyl mm-hmm. safe palette, they can do that. And there's a wide selection of colors. And you really, uh, if you want to see how wide of a range of colors there are to select from, either go onto the, the Benchman Moore website and mm-hmm. look uh, look under Vinyl Safe or Vinyl Select. Um, or you can go into a Repco Light location and they have Vinyl Select Fandex that also would show you the entire range of colors. Yeah. We all have Revive Fandex specifically with just those colors. It's not the whole Benjamin Moore collection. It's just those. And We'll let you take them home. Yeah. Try Revive from Benjamin Moore. It's a really, it's very interesting. It's a fun product because it's it's such a great project. You know, you really can't do more outside to change the look of your house than something like this. Mm-hmm. The expense of painting your house is so minimal, really, in the grand scheme of things. The big expense is your, uh, your investment of labor and time, right. you know, to get it done. But money-wise, you're not looking at that much because it doesn't take much paint to go around the house. Right. Revive from Benjamin Moore. Kevin, thanks for being here. On our website, we're going to put more information about how to do the project. You know, how to, like Kevin mentioned, Mm -hmm. it's so important that we paint it or that we, it's so important that we paint everything, folks. (laughs) You know, everything everything needs to be painted. (laughs) Yes. But it's so important before you paint the vinyl siding on the house that you do the proper prep work because that's a recipe for disaster and then everybody's sad. And we'll put all of that on the website, along with, in the show notes here, links to all the different colors, yep. the vinyl safe colors, some more information about Revive, and all of that. Kevin Herman from Benjamin Moore, thanks for taking time out of your day to hang out with us today. All right. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me in. You're listening to the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, sponsored by Benjamin Moore on News Radio Wood, 1300 and 106.9 FM. Now, coming up after the break, we've got four simple and very inexpensive ways to increase the curb appeal of your home. We'll tell you what they are when we come back, so stay tuned. What if there was a paint so special that you had to seek it out? Not like that. Not that far. Much closer. Like your neighborhood Benjamin Moore retailer. Yep, you got it. Because if finding that paint makes you and your walls beam with pride, 
is it still paint? Benjamin Moore. Paint like no other. Serving all of West Michigan, Repcolite Paints is your neighborhood Benjamin Moore retailer. Learn more at repcolite.com. Helping you turn your house into your dream home. This is the Repcolite Home Improvement Show, presented by Benjamin Moore on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. Well, thanks for being here with us so we don't have to, you know, hang out alone <laughs> Saturday morning. Well, which wait, is we're not really alone. Depressing. We're together. There are two of us at I'm least. I'm so glad there are other people here. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's fine. It's fine. But it is nice knowing there's other people here. It'd yes. be really crazy just me and you sitting in a room talking. Yeah. It's good to know That'd that there's, there's other people here, right? <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Dan Hansen. And I'm Betsy Thompson. So we just got done talking with Kevin about painting your vinyl siding and, you know, really what a great project it is. How it can really, you know, change the whole look of the front of your house and things like that. It sounds like a big project, but it really right. is something that anybody can accomplish. Right. Just a little bit of work and the payoff is huge. Exactly. But there are things you can do beyond that that require a little less time, a little less effort. And that's what we want to talk about because, you know, yeah, painting, you can do it, but it is a big project to take. Not everybody's up for that. You know, you're listening to that thinking, okay, I'm really not ready to jump out (laughs) and start that. But there are things that you can do that will dramatically improve the exterior appearance of your home and how Mm -hmm. you feel about it. Right. You know, a lot of time we think about curb appeal and we think, okay, that's something for people who are selling their home. Right. You know, they got to worry about that. It's not the case. You know, before we jump into this, it's important, even if you're staying, because it impacts how you feel about your home, how you feel when you pull into the driveway. If it looks good and inviting, that's better for everybody in your home. It's Mm -hmm. better for you. So there are some simple projects. And let's just start with probably the easiest one that a lot of people maybe don't even think about. Uh And that's cleaning. Mm -hmm. Everybody loves to clean. I know my children right. absolutely just adore cleaning. Oh, of course yeah, they do. Right, they do. <laughs> but with, when it comes to exterior, this really is a quick, inexpensive way to change the look and feel of the home. And what we're talking about is you know, the, the main one is to get out there and power wash the siding. Right. It couldn't be easier. It's just the power washer, which, yes, it's a rental, but we rent them at Rapcolite. Stop in. It's relatively inexpensive to do so. And then a cleaner. We sell one. It's called Joe Max. It's a house cleaner. You scrub it on. If you have mold and mildew, you want to add bleach to it to kill that. Scrub it. Rinse it. And quite often, it looks like you've got brand new siding. I mean, it's Mm -hmm. really amazing. We were just at a house talking with a friend who's selling, and he was Mm -hmm. looking for advice. Right. And the side of the house was, it looked pretty bad. Mm -hmm. And he was considering replacing the vinyl siding before he put it on the market. And our first thought was, no way, just clean it. Right. It's going to come right off. Yep. And it's going to look great when you're done. So it can make a huge difference. So get the power washer, use it on the siding, clean your sidewalks, your patios, Mm -hmm. all of those areas. And then don't forget to just do a general cleaning. Get rid of cobwebs around your front doors. Get rid of garbage that's blown into your landscaping. Mm -hmm. Get that out of there. Winter can really wreak havoc. It doesn't mean we're all pigs. It just means winter's been rough to us. Yes. So clean all of that stuff up. That's a great first step. Go out there and do that. Right. And once you've done that, why not paint your front door? It's a fairly simple project. Shouldn't take but, you know, a quart, maybe two, depending on if you need primer and things like that underneath. And it will completely change the look. Try a bold color. Try something fun. You know, you don't have to stick with red or green or blue. There are unlimited options out there for you. People don't realize that the front door, just that, Mm -hmm. sets the tone for the home. Right. When you drive by, 
our eyes are naturally drawn to front doors. Think of how many times you drive past houses, and what are we doing? We're scoping out the colors of their front doors. Right. One of the things that people struggle with, though, is how do I find the color? Right. Finding the inspiration for the color really isn't that tough. It seems tough, but it's not. First off, at Repcolite, we can help. We do it oh, all yeah. the day long. Come in, bring some pictures. We can help you figure it out. Beyond that, man, there's so many different things you can do. We just mentioned driving by houses, taking a right. look at everything out there. Pay attention to the houses in your neighborhood, mm-hmm. not just your neighbor's house. Right, because <laughs> you, you don't want to do be that. the same. <laughs> right. But just stretch a little bit. Try some different colors. Try some bold colors. And remember, you can change it. You're listening to the Repcolite Home Improvement Show, and we're talking about some quick, simple inexpensive, which is the best part, Yes, curb appeal projects that will just increase the look and feel of your home, the appeal of it. Right. And we just talked about painting your front door. You know, there is a paint for that. The Aura from Benjamin Moore, fantastic paint, will cover great. And especially if you're doing a red or a green or a blue, it'll be fantastic for that. Covers in two coats, guaranteed. It's the ideal product to use for any of these deep accent colors that we might want to put on a front door. Exactly. Aura from Benjamin Moore. Right. And as long as you're painting your front door, why not paint the shutters? Why not? That's a perfect idea, Betsy. Yeah. Or if you don't have shutters. <laughs> you're just free with everybody else's time and energy, aren't you? I know. Well, you wouldn't believe the You would have made face- a good, you know, like monarch, just bossing oh, people around. Right. <laughs> you wouldn't believe the facelift. That shutters will give the house. It completely changes the look. If you don't have them, perhaps consider putting them up. If you Definitely. do, just take a look at them. You know, do they need to be repainted? Did the power washing get them clean enough? Perhaps repainting them is the best thing you can do. And if you do, and if they're vinyl shutters, remember what we just talked about in the previous segment with Kevin Herman. Yep. Revive is made for vinyl siding. It'll work perfect on vinyl shutters. Exactly. So consider that. Yep. Now, a last place to focus And this is an easy one, but people overlook it. It's your landscaping. You know, landscaping is there to support your home, not overwhelm it, not hide it. It's an accessory to make things look better, to define the style of your home. Mm -hmm. If you don't have it, add it. Flowers, colors, greenery, all of that stuff is going to really work to help create a cheery atmosphere. Everybody knows that. Right. But what if you've got too much? If you've got too much, you really need to pare it down. Definitely. The internet is full of examples of this, you know, before and after shots. And usually the before is way too much stuff packed into a small space and it completely masks your house. Take the stuff out and put something that simplifies and just streamlines the front of your house. Something that's designed to fit in the place where you are. And if you don't know what you should use, you know, the Flowerland show is coming up right after <laughs> exactly. this one. Exactly. Listen the, to them. <laughs> yeah, listen to them. Give them a call. Or stop out at a local greenhouse. Talk to some experts. Bring some pictures. They'll help right. you figure out what you should use. And where? Right. And if you're really stuck, why not hire a landscape designer? That doesn't mean that they have to do the work of installing the plants. Maybe you can trick them into just helping you for free. Is that what you're suggesting, Betsy? No. That doesn't seem very... No. I'm saying that they will just create a plan for you. You will have to pay them for the plan. That's better. But then you can go buy the plants and put the plants in. They don't have to do that. But they can look at your home and tell you what's going to work for that. So consider these things. Sure. We have all kinds of other ideas. I mean, we're... We're really, this is a fun topic this and we could go and topic. go and go, but the time's up. We've got more ideas. You can check out our website. Just go to repcolite.com and click the on the radio tab. And we've got all kinds of tips, articles, podcasts that yep. Betsy and I have done about this. Check that out. 
You're listening to the Repcolite Home Improvement Show, sponsored by Benjamin Moore on News Radio Wood 1300 and 106.9 FM. Now, coming up after the break, is your snowblower ready for spring? No. No, of course not. <laughs> Before you put it in the shed, there are a few things that you need to do to make sure it starts when the snow flies. We're going to tell you what those things are when we come back. What if there was a paint that made you look at paint differently? One that completely rewrote paint's genetic code so it can strengthen any color. What if it's built with better ingredients, even given superpowers? Since Benjamin Moore reinvented the way paint is made, it makes you wonder, is it still paint? Benjamin Moore, paint like no other. Serving all of West Michigan, Repcolite Paints is your neighborhood Benjamin Moore retailer. Learn more at repcolite.com. If you want to take your DIY skills up a rung, the Repco Like Home Improvement Show is here to give you a boost on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. Well, thanks for starting your Saturday morning with us. You know, hanging with Dan and Betsy. Yes. <laughs> sounds so dumb. <laughs> hanging with Dan and Betsy. It's like a 90s sitcom. A bad one. Yeah, not such a great one. We appreciate that you're here, though. You know, Lent is over and you're still all making that sacrifice. And we like that. <laughs> yes. I'm Dan Hansen. And I'm Betsy Thompson. And I happen to know that Dan over there has his snowblower ready for spring. I do. And I'm sad because I know why you know. And we're going to get to that in a minute. Yes. I'll let you tell your story Sweet. and make fun of me. Yay. But the bigger point that we want to convey is that before you put your snowblower into storage, mm-hmm. there are some things that you need to do to make sure that it starts again when the snow flies. And it all starts with dealing with the gas in the gas tank. Right. Now, there are two opposing viewpoints on what to do with the gas in the mm-hmm. gas tank. The first one says... Drain it, you know, run it dry and store it like that. Makes sense. Drain the tank. Right. The other one says, fill her up and put stabilizer in it. So I can drain it or I can fill it up. Right. It's my choice. Could you get two more opposite (laughs) Dear Google, thanks a lot for nothing. (laughs) Exactly. No, we did run into this. There are opposing viewpoints, but we've got an answer that's going to give you a good rule of thumb, something to work with. Right. First, we want to just talk about why in the world are we even talking about gas in the first place? What does it matter? It's just gas in the gas tank. Why is this an issue? Well, it's not just gas in the gas tank. It used to be just gas in the gas tank. Today, they put ethanol in all of our gas. And ethanol attracts water and it absorbs moisture, even just from the air. And that is horrible for the gas and running it through your system. The longer it sits, it can be horrible. Right, exactly. Using it right away... Not right. as big of a deal. That's not as big of a deal. When you let it sit, that stuff will start to separate. If you let it sit a long time, when you start it up again, it's all going to mix in. And you're trying to burn water then. Yeah, and the, what the sense ethanol, does that make? Right. The ethanol absorbs water, mm-hmm. absorbs moisture from the air, wherever. And then like Betsy's saying, when you start your engine up later, after it's sat in storage for a long time, Mm -hmm. what you're doing is trying to burn water. Exactly like she's saying. I like to say exactly (laughs) what Betsy said and just say it different, you know, and sometimes not even any different at all. It's just exactly the same. Right. Why don't you just take it from here, Betsy, and I'm going to shut up. So when you do this, it's really bad for your carburetor and all the parts that make a snowblower. All the metal parts, they can rust, you get corrosion. All kinds of things. So which one do you do? Yeah, which one? Do you fill it up or do you drain it? Well, honestly, you check your owner's manual. That's where you start. (laughs) It's not a cop-out, we promise. It's not, really, because I don't want to recommend something 
where your machine might have a specific recommendation from right. the manufacturer that if you go against that, now you've voided warranties and things right. like that. So check the owner's manual. It will tell you what the manufacturer recommends. But there is a good rule of thumb to follow. And in fact, even the places that recommend filling up the tank and storing mm-hmm. it, usually if you dig into it, what's going on is it's all based on the time that the machine is in storage. Right. So the rule of thumb is this. If you're storing it for more than 90 days, mm-hmm. drain the tank, run the engine dry, siphon it out, and you're good to go. Right. Now... Then go tell your story. Tell it your story. Out? Yeah, really? siphon it out. You should. Dan knows all about the importance of siphoning gas out of the gas tank of a snowblower. Yeah, just tell him. Okay, just get to it. So he decided that he was going to store his snowblower. I was being this proactive. Uh huh. Because he's never done this before. I have done this plenty of times. Really? As long as I've had a snowblower, I've stored it. Yes. Over the winter. Uh Uh-huh. Without the gas in it? No, I've never stored it correctly over the winter. (laughs) Okay. So this is his first time attempting to store it correctly. You sound like a dope. Well, in this instance, if the shoe fits. Tell your story. (laughs) So... He goes out there. Oh, I'm just going to turn it on, run it for 10, 15 minutes. The, the gas will be out. Because the tank was almost empty. I was almost sure of it. Almost <laughs> sure of it. I would like to point out. Turns out I was incorrect. Yes. And how many hours later was your snowblower still running, Dan? Four hours. Four hours. I'm sitting in the living room thinking, I can't take it anymore. Who is running that equipment? I thought it was Who's a guy. Who's the stupid neighbor? <laughs> I thought it was a guy with a motorcycle. I didn't know what it was. I was mad. I was looking out the window, pacing back and forth, trying to figure it out. And then I caught sight of my little red snowblower <laughs> sitting on my driveway. Chug a luggin. Chug a luggin. Oh. Uh-huh. Oh, that's still going. Oh, that's me. Wow, it gets great mileage, though. Yeah, I mean, it wow. does. Uh huh. So anyway, the point is, siphon the tank before right. you run it for five hours. Save your neighbors. So if you're storing it for more than ninety days, which most of us are going to be, run the engine dry. Store it that way. If you're going to store it for less than ninety days, that's where it's okay to mm-hmm. fill the tank and then just make sure you add stabilizer, fuel stabilizer. You're listening to the RepcoLite Home Improvement Show, and today we're talking about snowblowers and getting them ready for spring. And yes, I did say getting it ready for spring, and that means storage for spring Mm -hmm. and summer and hopefully into the fall. And we've talked about gas, you know, draining the tank or adding stabilizer to your gas and what exactly gas today is. Now we want to move on to the second thing that you need to do for storage, and that is changing the oil. Now, and again, this is not necessarily something you need to do. Right. But it is, it's a great thing to do it's right recommended. now. It's, it's a good maintenance step. And that way when you start up in the in the winter, you know, late winter, right. when the snow's finally here, you know you've got Fresh oil in there, you're ready to right. go. Well, and your fingers are warm right now as opposed to in the winter when you go to start it and your fingers are freezing cold oh, and you're that changing is so oil. so frustrating. Yeah. So change the oil now. Lubricate all the lubrication points. Exactly. You're going to just have to check the owner's manual. It will tell you what to use and what places should be lubricated. Make sure you do that. Right. You also want to thoroughly clean it. Dust off, hose off, whatever you have to do. Any debris that might be on there. You don't want it getting in the gas when you start it up, when you open that cover. And all of that stuff can trap moisture and that will lead to rust and things like that. So just do a really good cleaning of the thing before you put it away. Another thing to do is to lubricate the piston cylinder area. Now, to do this, sounds complicated. It's not. It's not. It's not at all. You just remove the spark plug. Mm Mm-hmm. 
and then you spray fogging oil into the cylinder through that spark plug hole. Then before you put the spark plug back in, just gently pull that starter cord a few times to distribute the oil and then go and put the spark plug back in. Make sure you do that because if you leave it out, <laughs> your it's machine not will start. not start. It's not going to start. And then you'll be very frustrated next winter exactly. until you figure it out. Exactly. So the bottom line is this. If you do nothing else, at least deal with the gas. You have a better shot of your machine running longer if you do that. Don't ignore it. Don't forget it. Exactly. You're listening to the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, sponsored by Benjamin Moore on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. Now, a lot of people have sunken slabs of concrete in their driveways. I do. I know. And they're quite literally a major pain. You're running a shovel along and you run into it and the shovel ends up in your gut. And it hurts a lot. Exactly. <laughs> a lot. Uh, a lot, a lot. It's changed my view on life a couple of times. It's really... <laughs> and your posture. That's yeah. why you're hunched over now. Exactly. So coming up next, we're in the studio with Andy Van Dyke from VDC or Van Dyke Concrete, and he's got a perfect solution for this problem. Stay tuned. What if there was a paint where each drop was engineered to be smarter than you ever thought possible? So when a color didn't go on evenly, it would reshuffle each pigment to reveal its truest, richest state. If a paint could realize the fullest potential of any color, is it still paint? Aura Interior from Benjamin Moore. Paint like no other. Serving all of West Michigan, Repcolite Paints is your neighborhood Benjamin Moore retailer. Learn more at repcolite.com. Helping you turn your house into your dream home. This is the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, presented by Benjamin Moore on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. Thanks for joining us this weekend. I'm Dan Hansen. And I'm Betsy Thompson. And we are so lucky because we are in the studio today with Andy Van Dyke from VDC or Van Dyke Concrete. And I'm interrupting. Yes, <laughs> But I'm excited. Are. I'm interrupting because I'm excited almost unnaturally so. See, I've got driveway problems. Uh-huh. And I, I really cannot wait to hear what it's going to take to fix them. Or how much. Or how much. Well, of I course. I think that's the big thing here. <laughs> yes, how much. I'm very curious about the expense. Yes. Andy, thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Now, Andy, why don't you just start by telling us a little bit about VDC, Van Dyke Concrete. Sure. And how long you've been doing what you do there. Yeah, so VDC was started uh, back in 1982 or so. Uh, my dad started it uh, back in... Uh, uh, doing just concrete flat work. Mm-hmm. And then from there, we've kind of expanded into different things. Now we're doing the concrete lifting, which I think is what we're going to kind of concentrate on today. That's what we want to focus on today. Um, but we do other things, concrete pumping. We do some small tear out and replacement as well. Um, but no, concrete lifting has been a good thing for us. All right. Well, and that's what I want to talk about because my my driveway, we, we moved into the house a couple years ago and I have, over the course of two winters, I have almost impaled myself. It sure. has to be almost 20 times. Sure thing. Where I build up a lot of steam, mm-hmm. and I'm moving across, and yeah. moving a lot of snow as I'm shoveling, and all of a sudden I hit, there's there's a couple of uneven sections, and I can never, <gasps> you think I would remember right. where they are, sure. but I you don't. You should flag them. I should yeah. flag them. But I hit that going full steam, and then I've got the shovel handle Yep. You know, buried in my stomach. Is it's, there a video of this on YouTube? <laughs> no, but oh my Bummer. goodness, it's very painful. Yeah. And, and it's so annoying. Now, and so I'm Googling around because I know there's a fix for this. I'm just trying to find the right people. I've come across you guys and you've got a process called mud jacking. Yes. You know, there's concrete lifting, various terms. Mm-hmm. 
And there's a lot of different places that do it. And, and they have various methods. But I want to hear first about what your method is. What is mud jacking? How does that work? Well, mud jacking works uh, by drilling a series of one-inch holes in a pattern across the sunken area. Uh, so in this case, it would be the area that you you know, busted your gut on with a shovel. <laughs> um, but no, it would be drill a series of holes in that area, one inch in diameter, and then we would pump in our mud solution, our mud slurry, uh, underneath the driveway. That hydraulic pressure is what actually raises the slab back into place. Now, that slurry, is that a concrete or is that, what sometimes, is that exactly? Sometimes it is, uh, you know, it's, it's a cement-based product. Uh, most of the time, it's just a clay and sand. So we're just putting the dirt that's washed out or that has settled, we're putting that back in uh, and making sure that we fill, you know, we lift and fill underneath of that sunken area. What prevents it from, if it's just clay and sand, what prevents it from, again... Washing, washing away or whatever. Washing away. Well, if you have a washout issue, then, you know, sealing the top of your driveway, sealing joints up, um, stuff or cracks up, stuff like that, to keep that water out from the driveway uh, is going to help you, you know, keep every keep that material underneath of there. Um, but as far as a settling issue, um, we would hope that over a certain amount of time, your settling would stop, you lift it up, and you'll be good to go. So how long does something like this last? Is this the permanent kind of fix where you're never going to have to deal with it again? Or is it something that's going to have to be redone every 10, 15, 20 years? Let's make it personal, Betsy. When I do this, how long before I start impaling myself on my shovel again? (laughs) Well, I always try to be careful with the word permanent because in Michigan, (laughs) we have the freeze and the thaw. So. Um, you know, even your driveway, a normal driveway has, has a life expectancy with it, you know, especially mm-hmm. in this climate. But, um, no, with the lifting in, in an ideal situation, you know, we've gotten, we've been doing this, you know, 10, 12 years and we've had people that, you know, still have their, their concrete rate freed up where it should be. Um, but the biggest problem is that washout, uh, that, that we've run into and, um, yeah, people have an issue with that. One of the things I'm wondering about, because my driveway isn't entirely perfect. Gotcha. I don't want to replace the whole thing. I want to lift this slab that I have the problem with. Yep. But is is every driveway a candidate or are there driveways? I assume if it's broken to pieces, there's right. nothing you can do. But if it's cracked, right. is that if, if, it's, if you have, you know, one or two cracks, that's fine. It's great. You know, we'll come and lift. But if it's spider webbed everywhere, then you're at the replacement level. Mm. Um, and also on, you know, on some extreme washout cases, I would say, hey, uh, get somebody in here, tear that out, put stone in, you know, rather than sand and all that, and get that report. I know you can't, you know, you haven't seen my driveway. Sure. It's hard to give an estimate. I guess maybe compare mud jacking to some other options. Replacement. Is it half the price? Is okay, it- so we're doing a driveway. It's approximately around $5,000 to replace a driveway. I, you know, I'm, I'm kind of, the dimensions are a little bit fuzzy. Uh, but your typical, you know, driveway, two stalls, you know, maybe going out 50 feet, you mm-hmm. know, to the house, something like that. You know, you're talking five grand. Okay. Real rough. Yeah, sure. Um, to lift, say you got uh, two sections in front of your garage have sunken. Mm-hmm. Um, you're talking again, really rough, five to you know seven hundred, depending on how far they're down. Five to seven hundred dollars. Yeah, if you had wow, like two slabs, five thousand to replace. Right now, again. That's not your whole. That's not lifting your whole driveway. That's just the slabs right. that are the problem, though. Yep. 
Yep. So if you've got two, three, four slabs that are an issue in your driveway, you can lift them up, you know, a lot of the times $1,000. Okay. Less than $1,000. Uh, you can get a lot of lifting done for five, 600 You're listening to the Repcolite Home Improvement Show, and we're in the studio with Andy Van Dyke from VDC, which is Van Dyke Concrete. And we're talking about concrete lifting. You know, if you've got a driveway that, you know, every time you walk into the garage or walk wherever you stumble, my dad had a uh-huh. two inch lip, you know, where, you know, tripping all the time. Right. Which is not good. No. Dad's not old, but he is definitely on the older side of Well, young. you have a problem just walking on flat concrete, so I can only imagine what's going to happen. You always have to take it there. Yeah. It doesn't have to Absolutely. be personal. You and gravity, man. I know. So, anyway, getting back. We're talking about lifting concrete right. like that. And at Van Dyke, you guys use a concrete or a cement to do that lifting. I know that there are other options because I've been researching and digging around. Sure. And another option out there that's newer is a polyurethane foam Absolutely. that's sprayed in. Now, some of the benefits are the holes that you drill into the concrete are supposed to be smaller. Mm-hmm. Now, you guys do a one-inch hole. Right. Which the industry standard is... Inch and a half, inch, inch and, and five-eighths. So you've minimized that. Yep. That's very cool. But the other thing with this foam is that it's just lighter weight. Right. You guys don't do that. No, we actually looked into the foam. Uh, the foam is astronomically expensive. In a lot of cases... For a homeowner? Or for a homeowner. For, okay. Um, and for the contractor, myself. Okay. Um, it, it's It's going to be... You know, and upwards of sometimes five times the cost of normal lifting. Wow. So you can almost replace your driveway mm-hmm. for what you could get it lifted for with foam. Right. So um, going back to your example, you you know, again, a rough number, but you were talking $5,000 for this right. particular driveway that you were just working on mm-hmm. or whatever. To lift a few slabs of that, we could be potentially thirty-five to $4,000. I've, I've gone up against competitors that do the, the foam. Uh, we were... I believe we were in the eight to a thousand dollar range, and competitors of the foam were, uh, I believe, I, th- I thought the customer said four grand. Wow! And, and I was I was blown away by that. Well, um, at that point, I would just do the whole driveway, get to put a brand new driveway yeah. in rather than just lift right a couple of slabs with the foam. Right now, the, the new driveway it's it's a little messier. Mm-hmm. It's going to take a little bit more time. You know, you're going to have some true, downtime. Very true, but. Uh, I don't know. A new driveway is pretty nice yeah. you know, if you can afford it. So, When you said downtime, that brings up a question in my mind. Is there a wait time once you put that slurry under the concrete and raise it up? Is there a certain amount of time where Dan can't park on his driveway because it has to set or something like that? Sure. Uh, we usually, it's a case-by-case basis. Mm-hmm. We always send out a general email to our customers saying, hey, we're going to be there in this day. Maybe you could stay off the driveway. You know, please stay off the driveway for 24 hours. Once okay. we get there, we assess how much work we're going to be doing. You know, if it's just the one slab over here in the corner, obviously, hey, you don't have to worry about mm-hmm. it. Um, but if we're doing a ton of work, like right in the center of your driveway, you're driving over it all the time, then, yeah, it'd be a good idea to stay off of it for, you know, 10, 12 hours. Okay. Let everything kind of solidify. Uh, let that patch dry. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, we patch the holes when we're done. Let that dry up, and then you're good to go. All right. So, Andy, if our listeners want to get in touch with you, if they've got questions, if mm-hmm. they want an estimate, yep. you know, basically, of any of the services you offer, how do they right. get 
in touch with you? What's the best way to contact you? I think the best you? way to go is just right online, vdcconcrete.com. Check us out. we got a bunch of videos on there. kind of shows the mud jacking process. Dan liked the videos. The videos, <laughs> well, yeah, the videos are very good. They I are. Mean, it honestly had me very excited. Right. <laughs> because you watch it go up. It's something, uh-huh. it's funny how certain videos, certain things you can just watch watching right. things get made watching concrete get lifted hey. is extremely satisfying in a bizarre way right? i don't know what it is but really check out the website vdcconcrete.com absolutely dot yep. com they've got uh plenty of videos very interesting stuff andy thanks for taking time out of your day to be here with us yeah thanks for having me appreciate it well that'll do it for today's Repcolite home improvement show you can listen to this and past broadcasts online just check out our home improvement show archives at repcolite.com all you need to do is click the on the radio tab that's at repcolite.com and if you have any questions or topics that you'd like us to cover email us at radio at repcolite.com also connect with us on social media click the links on our homepage. go check it out now coming up next time we're going to be in the studio with painting contractor and furniture refinisher extraordinaire kim DeBoer, and she's going to be talking about everything from where to find the perfect piece of furniture to refinish all the way to whether or not that thing you found is worth refinishing which is really important exactly also on our ask rep collate segment we'll focus on deck stains and which one is right for your deck now all of that and more is coming up next time on the rep collate home improvement show i'm dan hansen and i'm betsy thompson remember if you're about to lose your diy sanity we can help you fix that crazy and your garbage disposal which can be really gross sometimes and stinky thanks for listening Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.